friends. Welcome back to the Rob Mana Show. I've got an exciting show for you again this week. Uh, I hope you all are catching up on the podcast or the video cast uh, if you can't watch the show uh, during the broadcast because we've been doing some great outputting of factual information uh, that really pisses off the propagandists in, uh, in America and the West these days. So title of the show today is America First War Policy Supporters Are Being Attacked by Pro-Ukraine Warmongers. We made the Ukraine warmongers mad because independent America First media and policy advocates are calling them out with the facts. We're embarrassing them and their pro-war politicians by pulling the mask of their propaganda off and revealing them for what they are, corrupted endless war policy supporters. High-level politicians such as my own senator, the ranking GOP member of the Senate Armed Services Committee, Roger Wicker, say things like, quote, winning in Ukraine is vital to U.S. interests, unquote, without supporting their statements with concrete and validated facts. They say things like, uh, quote, Russian victory or even a frozen conflict threatens American security and trade in Europe, unquote, while providing zero facts that Russia has any intentions at all of attempting an invasion of Western Europe and disrupting that trade. They provide no facts because there aren't any to back up their escalatory and dangerous rhetoric. This week, we're talking with one of those America First publishers, and I might add the newly minted host of Red Voice Media's new flagship streaming television show. Matt Couch of the DC Patriot and Red Voice Media is stepping up to the plate to take on the propagandists that want our American kids to die in an unnecessary war with Russia and possibly even Russia and China. Matt, welcome back to the Rob Mana Show, my friend. It is great to be back. When, I am, uh, when I'm not fighting furries, Rob, I love to be on your show. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you back. Uh, and, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, that. That's why the show is the title of it. But first of all, I want to say thank you for uh, this publishing effort that you've taken on with the D.C. Patriot vis-a-vis uh, -vis the war in Ukraine. Uh, you know, uh, no mainstream media... Uh, uh, and very few independent, independent media types are trying to get the facts out there about the war between Russia and Ukraine and the West's involvement and NATO's involvement, what led to it, what the goals of the Russians are, the stated goals that we know about, the publicly stated goals. Uh, and, uh, and as I mentioned in my opening monologue, you know, uh, the fact that Ukraine's existence really is not a vital national interest of the United States of America. Uh, and it is not just tradition in this country, it's vitally important, to use that phrase again, that we only go to war uh, and kill Americans in war for our own vital national interest. An example of that would be uh, we signed up for the North Atlantic Treaty uh, Organization or NATO uh, Treaty, and under its treaty, if one nation is attacked, it's an attack on all of us, but we have it by treaty. We have no such treaty or even a formal relationship with the, uh, this country that's called Ukraine right now. So, uh, uh, but you've gotten yourself uh, into a, a little bit of a, uh, of a uh, we call it a furball in an air-to-air -air combat uh, mode where you're being swarmed by, uh, by people that say they're friends of the United States and NATO, 
but they're attacking you and they're even attacking me because I retweet your stuff uh, <laughs> and I publish your stuff uh, and you do mine and everything. And we oppose this unnecessary and completely egregious uh, flow and escalation of our national security resource, and I'm talking about the United States here, uh, into this war in Ukraine in an escalatory manner that could easily lead to a, a World War III or even a nuclear World War III because Russia is the largest country that's a holder of the largest number of strategic and tactical nuclear weapons. That's just a fact, folks. Uh, so, so I want to just admit, show the folks the first two articles that you did, which I'm very glad you did them. I shared them right away, uh, and, and I could, I publish stuff like this all the time. But uh, it's good to see an outlet like the DC Patriot that has so many followers uh, beginning to do this. So I appreciate your effort on that. The first one is uh, is uh, let's see here if we can get it up. It's the one that uh, we we did on. Uh, the, the headline of it is the Russian forces are pushing to capture Ukrainian city of Bakhmut, uh, attacking from three different directions in massive assault uh, as the Kremlin takes control of uh, two other uh, unpronounceable uh, Eastern European district names, which I'm not even going to try to do. <laughs> and Matt? I had myself muted there. I've got it pulled up here. You know, it's, it's, I got uh, your audio now. So yeah, yeah, the picture I've got up there. And, uh, yeah. If I'm saying those right. So we'll go. With yeah. That, it's Sabagmata. I was being, trying to be funny. I'm not a very good comedian. And Mayas a combinat. It's the districts uh, uh, around Bakhmut. Uh, and uh, uh, the Russians, as we've talked about a couple of times now in the last few months, uh, uh, they're not being defeated <laughs> no. as the American propagandists and NATO uh, and Western propagandists uh, keep trying to tell the American people to, uh, they are. And, and I will admit it, most of you out there in America and the West and Europe believe the propaganda, just like you believe the propaganda about January 6th that's now been completely blown out of the water. You do believe it. So you need to start listening to independent people like Matt Couch and Rob Manus uh, that aren't tied to these corporate uh, things like military industrial complexes or the corporate media architecture and those kind of things because uh, we're just going to tell you that what we think is the truth uh, and we back it up with the facts. So, so this article really got my attention because we had been talking about the Russians weren't being defeated and that, uh, and, and that, uh, uh, and that they were going to complete their goal which is to protect the Donbass which is uh, which these, I think, four independent little uh, uh, nation states have declared their independence and aligned with the Russian Federation uh, here in the last uh, eight months or so. Uh, so uh, why did you publish that article? Well, I mean, because I believe it's the truth. Um, you know, from what I, I've got intelligence people, uh, you know, you, you know, you're very well sourced. You're one of my intelligence people. I probably shouldn't say that, but like, you know, if I have questions militarily, you know, I've got an amazing friend, not just on social media, but in real life named Colonel Rob Manis. I can call up. I've got, you know, people like, you know, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. I've got a lot of folks that in the intelligence community who have connections. Uh, I've got other folks that, you know, former MI6 and people like that, that I'm getting information from other intelligence agencies around the world. I, in fact, I've even got, uh, you know, I sent a screenshot to you. I, we won't go into it right now, but I mean, I've even got major, you know, CEOs of massive media conglomerates in Europe 
messaging me talking about the same group we're talking about are silencing even you know European outlets on, on covering this. And so you, you look at this, the schematics. I've never in my life, you know, I grew up in a military family. Both my grandfathers were in World War II. Uh, both my cousins, you know, serve Marines and Air Force. And uh, and so the, the moral of the story is, you know, I, nobody loves the American military more than my family and myself. Uh, most of the guys on my team of investigators and, you know, we've investigated all sorts of heinous crimes across the country and the world. You know, they're, they're special forces guys, they're law enforcement, they're private investigators, all of them loyal to, to the United States of America, you know. And, and the, the point I'm trying to make is, all of us are saying the same thing. We've never seen a, a, a country surrounded from three sides declaring victory. We've never seen, uh, you know, they've got one road now in and out of Bakhmut, if I'm even saying it right, or Bakhmut. I don't know. I mean, every, you know, I've got the, uh, the, the, the NAFO folks trolling us on how we say things. And, you know, we, I did a spaces last night, Colonel, on Twitter about it. And we let these folks, you know, the intel, you know, they're based in Langley. You know where I'm going with this. We let them come up and talk. And the interesting thing, the people that are pushing this Ukrainian war, the common denominator, they're not American. They're Canadian. One was from Estonia. I mean, it's all of these folks from different countries pushing America to fund something on the backs of American taxpayers. You know, we the, the, the real reason why I published the article is I want people to realize your money is being squandered. It's being wasted. There's no track of it. And, and, and I had some arguments last night from this group. You'll love this, Colonel, being a military man of 32 years, retired Colonel. So this is their response. Oh, well, the, you know, they were like, you haven't given us $200 billion. I'm like, maybe not in, maybe not in cash, but you know, what about the Patriot missile batteries? What about the, you know, what about all of the, 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 the ammunition, the, the mortars, all of this thing, they're, they're responsible. That was already paid for. That's the equivalent Colonel. If you come into my home and I give you a quarter of a million dollar baseball collection and you go home with it and go, yeah, but it didn't cost anything. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like me giving uh, giving them my F two fifty diesel turbo pickup truck uh, that's paid for. Yeah, that costs me nothing, right? Well, yeah, people well, are so it's, are it's so insane. Dumb. And and you'll you'll respect this one. We had a uh, a gentleman, uh, you know, SF eighty six guy, you know, and we you know, <laughs> you know who's in there, and he was on a plane, you know, one a C one, you know, we we crash C one thirties and people survive a lot. We don't talk about it, right? On it missions, happens, yeah, it happens. But, you know, it was funny because he brought up, you know, this guy brought up that Estonia had spent 45% of their military budget to on, you know, given, basically given 45% of their military budget to the Ukraine. And, uh, you know, Charles Bowman, he's a friend. You'll see him on social media, you know, special forces. You know, he's a spook. I'll be honest with you. He's a friend of mine. But the point is a, a great patriot. And he's talking to the guy from Estonia who's trying to back up the funding of, you know, American dollars. And he says, look, he said, we crashed a C-130, and that C-130 is half of your entire defense budget for your entire country. So you trying to say that you're spending 45% of your military budget versus us spending 30%, we're not talking apples to oranges here, Colonel, on, on the money that's being spent from the rest of the world. And, uh, you know, I see homeless Americans. I see 50,000 homeless veterans. I see empty shelves. I see 15 million people out of work. I see infrastructure crumbling around our country. And and the biggest problem is if we don't take care of America, how are we going to help the rest of the world if we continue to fall at home? And I'll yield back. 
Oh, you're absolutely right, Matt. You know, uh, you know, I work, I work with a veterans nonprofit. I serve as a volunteer board member uh, and have been chief of staff and executive director for a group called Military Veterans Advocacy. And, uh, you know, our group is reviewing uh, what just came out a few weeks ago, the uh, Congressional Budget Office's proposals on, uh, on doing things like Tax, we're going to tax disabled veterans benefits now uh, and, uh, because they're, they're non-taxed, uh, and they should be. When a disabled veteran is given an award of service connection and, and, and given something of monetary value, there should be no tax involved in it. Uh, it's a service to the country uh, that, uh, that they sacrificed for. Uh, or, or things like, uh, well, you know, uh, if a disabled veteran's getting money uh, and they take Social Security retirement, which they paid into, by the way, you know, uh, most of them all their lives, they're not these big wigs that don't pay in, into Social Security, these big corporate uh, gazillionaires and everything. Uh, well, we're going we're gonna to offset their disability retirement pay after we tax it now uh and we're going to offset it for whatever they get out of social security so they don't get more money uh that that is just absolutely ridiculous uh and uh, the reason the cbo puts stuff out like that it's not that it's going to get passed it's that they're always looking for ways to get the budget correct uh, and the budget being correct means it's balanced and we're not spending beyond our means. Uh, and, and these idiots uh, in this organization that we're going to get to here in a little bit uh, called NAFO, uh, they uh, are not from our country and they want to spend our $200 billion or expend, you know, the $150 billion of equipment and munitions and those kind of things that we've sent them already and the $46 billion in dollars that we've handed over to the Ukraine to do things like pay their own Social Security benefits and pay their government employees uh, while we're trying to cut the hell out of our veterans' uh, uh, money by taxing them to death when they're when the people I'm talking about, most of them can't even walk without a wheelchair or a cane or a crutch, for God's sake, of what they've sacrificed for this country. Uh, but let's go to the second article real quick because, you know, other independent people, uh, I myself have talked about the, this guy uh, and what these Ukrainians did uh, just, just weeks ago. Uh, and the headline of the article was, and this is the one I think that really got the NAFO fellas all upset. Uh, uh, did you know that Ukraine made the birthday of a Nazi collaborator a national holiday and banned books critical of anti-Semitic leaders? Uh, now, now, who is that guy in that portrait right there, Matt? Can you see that? I, yeah, I believe it's, I, I want to say it's Stefan Bonner. Don't hold me to that. I'm, I, I don't have yeah. the article pulled up, but he, you know, he's a, you know, he, he worked with the Nazis. Uh, I believe, from what I understand, I believe he was, I think he was killed in 1929. So, I mean, I, I'm not sure on the whole schematics of it, but and there's so much stuff they've done that's corrupt, Rob. You know, in that article that we put out, you know, not just this guy, but and you may have a little more background on him than I do. We wrote the article and dug into it, but there was also anyone who was critical of anti-Semitic people, like books, mm -hmm. you know, talking about, you know, being critical of anti-Semitic people, the Ukraine was banning them in 2018. They were banning books that were critical of anti-Semitic people. So that basically means if you hate Jewish people, they're banning you from the country, for God's sakes. And that was their own parliament. It's not like this is just some fringe public library, you know, Colonel. This was the, 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 the parliament of the Ukraine in 2018 made this guy a national holiday on January 1st. You know, and he was a Nazi sympathizer and, and worked with the Nazis hand in hand with Hitler. And then on top of that, 
they ban any books critical of anti-Semitic talk. So basically, it's unbelievable that our mainstream media is not reporting this. NBC News did do an article on it, and it's still up. And they this was from several years ago, I think mm-hmm. 2020 or 19. There's a few people that have had the courage to do it, but it's very few. And like you said, it's not like they've talked about it in the last since the war started or in the last three or four years that they went silent on this. Yeah, and when you when you read about stuff like this, and, and I'll give a hat tip to Jack Basobic uh, over at Human Events. Uh, I know he's done a lot of tweeting, uh, and, and I think they've done some articles, and he's done a podcast on this uh, on this guy, uh, and more importantly on on the the government of Ukraine and the people of Ukraine supporting him. Uh, he's clearly a Nazi collaborator. Uh, and, and clearly, as you can see in the picture, uh, uh, lots of people revere this individual. Uh, and when you combine that with the uh, what's called the Azov Battalion, let me read you what President Putin, uh, the Russian president's initial strategic goals statement was for the war. And folks, I don't agree that Vladimir Putin uh, has started a violent war over this issue. Uh, I believe that statesmanship could could and could still easily solve this issue without any more uh, deaths uh, in warfare. But here's what his strategic statement was, and I'll quote, unconditional consideration for Russia's legitimate interests in the sphere of security, including recognition of Russia's sovereignty over Crimea, Crimea, achieving the objectives of the Ukrainian state's demilitarization demilitarization and denazification and ensuring its neutral status, close quote. Uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to push back on that denazification part of that strategic objective, isn't it, Matt, when you see these facts? And I think that's, uh, that we're going to get the, to the meat of this discussion uh, with the, this NAFO organization uh, that's attacking you <laughs> and me and everybody else after, after uh, we decided we're going to put some facts out uh, uh, through publications uh, that we control. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's just hard to push back on that, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I read the propaganda and, and the propaganda says that this is not, this is not true. Uh, no, there is no Azov battalion. That's that's a, a bunch of Nazis that the Americans are given training and weapons to, which the fact is we did. And there is an Azov battalion and they do have uh, 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 Ukrainian Nazi uh, symbolism in their patches, even to this day. Yeah, I mean, you see it on walls in the Ukraine. You see it in in uh, in on the tanks. One of my good friends, and I don't want to dox him, you know, with British intelligence, who uh, has a lot of ties, you know, to what's going on over there, mm-hmm. you know, has told me that it's it, it's not just a it's not just as uh, isolated to the Azlov battalion. It is really? multiple battalions. It is multiple, uh, you know, brigades. You see it on tanks. You see it on walls. You see it on planes. And, and the craziest thing is if you go through the Ukraine, I've talked to some Ukrainians who are now Americans who, who fled that hellhole. And, and it, I love how people act like one of the most corrupt countries in the world was this amazing land of prosperity. I mean, if you talk to the mainstream media, it's like, you know, you know visiting the Ukraine was like going on, an, on, on a vacation to Atlantis and the Caribbean, right? Um, yeah. it, it's, it's unbelievable. And, um, but, you know, even they, they still have some of the old, you know, Nazi symbols on their military gates, Colonel. When you go into the Ukrainian military bases, there's video out there you can find of these these Nazi you know logos on the gates going into Ukrainian military bases, uh, and then of course everyone goes, oh, that's Russian propaganda, you know, it's anything that anything that they don't agree with is Russian propaganda. <laughs> I want to yeah. clarify this since we're on your show, you know, and of course 
you know, make sure you're going to robmanis.com. I'll plug you here. You, you plug me Thank all the you. time. But, you know, go to robmanis.com. Of course, watch him on Red Voice Media as well. But the, the, the big kicker here is it, it's not Russian propaganda, folks. It's not. And, and if they don't agree with you, that's what they – no one here likes Vladimir Putin. He's a dictator. He's a monster. He's killed lots of people. I, I assure you there's not just people accidentally dying on park benches in the United Kingdom because Russia doesn't practice very good spy fare. Um, he's not a good person. Nobody is pro-Putin. But I'm not pro-Ukrainian either. I'm not pro-Russian. I don't support the Biden regime, but I support America. I support America first, American values. I support our veterans, our people. In fact, I've got a new shirt I hope to have out later today. Just to, you know, It's not going to be one that trolls the furries. But you know, we, we always say America first, right? And it's singular, right? America yeah. first. And it talks about the country as a whole. I'm adding an S because I think we've, I think for it to hit home, it needs to be Americans, pluralized, Americans first. We need to come first. Your kids, your children, your parents, your relatives, your friends and family. We're not doing that. We're supporting everyone but our own nation. I mean, all of these people seem to not care. I mean, almost a million homeless in this country that we know of and keep in mind, they lie about the southern border, Colonel. I bring that up for one reason. There's 300,000 people a month coming across the southern border illegally that we know of. That's just the ones that they they know of. So how many homeless are there really? Our census is, what, probably a decade behind in this country in most places? Yeah. So who knows what the problem really is and where it really lies? But I want to see Americans, you know, $100 billion to the Ukraine. We left $85 billion in Afghanistan. I'm all for a strong and powerful military. That's what my family is all about. It's, you know, all my relatives served, you know, all my brothers and my team served. But the point I'm trying to make is we're wasting hundreds of billions of dollars. We could get every veteran off the street. We could get every homeless person off the street. We could fix our infrastructure. We could be, uh, you know, t- what if he took $10 billion, Colonel? This is a totally doing a left turn here on you on your show. What if he took $10 billion and you went into Detroit and you went into Pittsburgh, and you went into Philly, and you revamped and you reopened about 25 steel plants. Yeah. Because you could do that for $10 billion pretty damn easily, probably less than that, honestly. Probably. Probably and less than that. that like, or- that's the whole point. Why aren't we doing – that's what we should be doing, not funding a proxy war in the Ukraine that doesn't affect us. Or, or stop the stupid policies like uh, like ending uh, uh, drilling for oil and natural gas uh, yeah. on American soil and destroying our energy independence while at the same time uh, getting into a potentially escalating into a global con- conflagration with Russia and China, uh, you know, uh, through our own deliberate actions and steps. Uh, instead, you know, let's focus uh, focus on getting our en- energy independence back and and produce our own. Be, you know, become the biggest exporter of uh, oil and gas again, and and do this legitimately. You know, I've always argued for uh, getting the natural gas, uh, the liquefied natural gas LNG market in Europe open, uh, but uh, uh, but not through violent means. 
you know, uh, which is basically, I believe, what Seymour Hirsch, uh, Cy Hirsch wrote about. I, I think he's correct based on everything I've observed uh, about the Nord Stream pipeline sabotage. And, and that basically has opened up the LNG market for the United States. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not opposed to the market being opened up, but I am opposed to doing it through via violent means, when, especially when our Congress hasn't declared war. Uh, so you're absolutely right, Matt. And, and since you gave me a plug, I'll do another shameless plug, folks. You see a new thing on the on the screen. It's an OCR code uh, that you can scan, and it'll take you to a link. And you can actually donate uh, or contribute or subscribe, be a paid subscriber to my Substack. I'm on Substack now. Uh, the show is on Substack via video or audio, if you like. Uh, and uh, my uh, my writing beyond just a few lines in a in a uh, blog article. Uh, are all going to be posted on there, and uh, it, this stuff costs money. It costs money to keep the website up to date. It costs money to produce this show, uh, and uh, uh, we appreciate your support and your help if you get a chance to do that or if you desire to do that. And if not, I got a lot. I got 74,000 free subscribers on the Substack page right now because I gave it to them. Those are all the folks that are on my email list. Uh, that I control. And if you want to be one of those, you can sign up for it there too. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's go to the meat of this thing before I have to let you go, Matt. And let's talk about these guys. Uh, now, the first thing you're going to see when I bring up this picture is the, uh, the NATO logo uh, up in the uh, top left corner of that screenshot there. Let's go ahead and, and expand it just for a second here. And you can see this is a very professional done uh, a set of logos uh, and uh, imagery to signify what's called the NAFO, the North Atlantic Fellas Organization. Uh, and uh, I know that NATO has made no official statement uh, uh, disavowing these folks. And these are the folks that are attacking American independent publishers that have the audacity to tell the truth about the Ukraine war and have the audacity to say what you just said, right, Matt? That, look, we want the money that is going to Ukraine, hundreds of billions of American dollars, that money needs to be focused on the United States of America and our national security because the Ukraine's border dispute with Russia is not in the vital national interest of the United States of America. There is no official that has been able to say otherwise uh, and I'm going to do my next show this uh, that I'm going to record all about the senior senator uh, on the, from the Republican Party on the Armed Services Committee in the Senate and how he is absolutely incorrect that it's in the vital national interest of the United States that Ukraine's border dispute be solved uh, militarily using NATO and the United States resources. Uh, but these guys behind this screen are attacking you and they're swarming me and they're swarming anybody else that has the audacity to put the facts out uh, about the Ukraine-Russia war. Uh, who are they, Matt? You know, I mean, they're based out of Langley, Virginia, which should raise a red flag right away, you know. Um, you know, the main account has about 100,000 followers. But there are hundreds of thousands of them, at least that we know of, tens of thousands highly active. And what they do is anyone who doesn't agree with supporting the Ukraine war, uh, they go after and they try to silence them. Gunther Eagleman, a big conservative influencer, quarter of a million followers, uh, was suspended for a few hours, I believe, on uh, on Monday. And uh, we got Gunther back. I mean, I went after, you know, uh, Elon Musk and 
fired a bunch of shots out, and so did others out there. And he was unsuspended in a few hours. But what they're doing is they're mass reporting those that they do not agree with. And and the problem with this is they want American tax dollars, Colonel, but they don't want to value our way of life. And if we start giving a little bit here and, and their response is, oh, well, you violated the Twitter terms of service. No, we didn't. The Twitter terms of service has completely changed since Elon Musk bought the company. He's fired over 5,000 employees out of 7,500. That has changed. But Twitter's algorithms of mass reporting, unfortunately, I believe, are still somewhat intact from what we understand. So basically, mm-hmm. in my opinion, you you know, as an American, you have a right to oppose whatever you want. No one is pro-Russian. No one is pro-Ukrainian. But the problem is, is if you have if you have the audacity to say, look, I'm tired of seeing my tax dollars fund a proxy war that could lead us into World War Three, that there is no way the Ukrainians can win. It's a money laundering operation. Look at the Bidens in, in Ukraine. Look at Burisma. Look at all of this insanity. And you speak the truth, which is exactly what's happening. This is a massive money laundering scheme. There is no trail for where any of this money is going when it's going to the Ukraine. We're just literally handing them. It's not like it's an escrow account where we're like, hey, hey, uh, Vladimir, what do you need that $1.4 billion for? And he's like, oh, I need it for boots, ammo, fatigues. Uh, I want to buy... You know, I want to buy 34 mortars from, you know, from France. I want to buy this technology from the, from the Swiss. No, we're just sending these dumbasses money, and there's no train. No, in typical Democrat fashion, there's no trail, no, 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 no chain of command. You know, you, you know, as a military man of 32 years. Watch the rest of this interview on Red Voice Media Premium using the link below. Completely uncensored and ad-free. Not a member yet? Try it for $1.